Hello and welcome to The Emily Cooper Show. My name is Emily Cooper, obviously, and I am a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. I am passionate about taking women from being stuck in their lives to being free and magnetic as fuck. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you some no bullshit life advice by talking all things feminine flow, conscious relationships, mindset work, embodiment, abundance, and so much more. If you're interested in working with me, head over to my Instagram at Emily Viner Cooper, where I post loads more free content and I love interacting with my community. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So much has happened since last week, Friday, when I was recording uh, this week's podcast. Um, At least my voice is back to normal. That's exciting Um, because camping with allergies was not all that much fun but otherwise what's news I have my childhood dog sitting next to me um or not childhood I got him for my 13th birthday um and he's always lived at my family home and then due to all the various circumstances happening at home at the moment, he has had to come and live with me, which I was originally quite nervous about. Um, He is 12 years old, he's mostly deaf and blind. Obviously, we live on a small holding with horses and other dogs, and so I was a little bit nervous Um, but he's settling in just fine and it's so, so good to have my boy back next to me. Um, today I don't really know why I've been called to kind of riff on breakups, um, but it's what I've been called to riff on, (laughs) so that's what we're gonna do. Um, I obviously speak quite often about breakups just on my social media, breakups, relationships, um, heartbreak, attachment styles, abandonment, wounding, all of that I often speak to and it is something that I consider myself extremely experienced in. Um, I find great passion in any sort of relationship dynamic, breakup dynamic, the way that humans relate to one another and attach themselves to one another, um, I find fascinating. And I think that there is so much work to be done in this area um, and so much interesting research as well. So if you are currently going through a breakup, I hope this helps. And if you are not currently going through a breakup, but you have been through a breakup, this might help you to understand the real physical and emotional um, and chemical stuff that happens during a breakup so that, you know, you can just have a little bit more compassion with yourself, either for the breakup experience that you have had in the past or um, perhaps one that you will go through in the future, not to predict anything, um, 
But for me, understanding all of this stuff really helped me to navigate my breakup in the most graceful way possible. The last breakup that I had, I was fully equipped with all of this knowledge. And so um, I was really able to sit in the situation with a lot more grace than previous breakups where I was all over the place and I didn't understand what was happening and I was making decisions that really weren't in my best interests or even from an aligned place. They weren't decisions that I necessarily even wanted to make. I was making them out of void and out of trauma and obviously that isn't a very helpful um, place to make decisions out of. Um, I am always on the path of doing more things with grace to the point that I have the words with grace tattooed on my arm um I really do believe that embodying grace is queen energy it is that no noble um beautiful just easeful energy powerful strong but soft that is the energy that I really show up in to the best of my abilities. Obviously, we are all human. We all have moments. But to the best of my abilities, I show up with grace. I handle situations with grace. I handle moments in my life, phases with grace. And I am, as I said, constantly on a journey of exploration Every time I meet a new situation that I perhaps haven't dealt with before or do not necessarily have the tools uh, to deal with, I try and navigate it from a position of, okay, how can I make this the most graceful experience possible? How can I handle myself with grace? Because ultimately, I want to turn around and at the end of my life or at the end of the situation, the end of the experience and really be so proud of the way that I that I went about um, that situation, the way I managed myself. And also, I just truly believe that when you are handling um, situations or navigating situations in grace, it actually really does make the, the situation itself so much more easeful. Um, instead of if you're being constantly reactive and feeding into the drama and whatever the situation may be okay cool tangent obviously always has to happen breakups <laughs> um first and foremost there is a very physical and chemical part of a breakup that I do not think is known about enough and the starting point for this is that humans by our very design by our very nature by our very biology and genes we are designed to rely and depend on one another we are meant to be interdependent okay there is so much hyper awareness and there's so much um like rhetoric at the moment that we need to be these independent beings and we need to know how to do things for ourselves and um 
we can't rely or depend on other people and you always have to have your own back, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I, to an extent, I agree. And also the whole feminist narrative have, has very much pushed that hyper um, independence. If you want my full views on that whole dynamic, um, my webinar, Fierce Free Feminine, is still available for purchase uh, through the link in my bio. But the feminist movement has really just pushed that independence uh, goal into a very, 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 very far uh, corner. And we need to bring it back in a little bit. Um, I don't think, I think it's gone too far, basically. It's definitely gone too far. Anyway, um, but not just women. Society in general is taught to be independent and to learn to do things for themselves. And sure, uh, there is there is merit to that, you know. Um, it is good to be able to cook for yourself or to be able to drive a car if you tend to drive in your country. I know overseas they use lots of public transport. South Africa, we tend to drive. It's good to be able to drive a car. Um, it is good to be able to take care of yourself, to live alone, to be able to do things for yourself. And in an emotional sense, we are meant to be interdependent. Okay? Again, there is an extreme level of this where people are codependent. I'm not referring to being codependent. But there is a happy medium between codependent and completely independent which we call interdependent, where we actually thrive in community. We thrive off of having someone, even if it's one person in the whole world, that we trust with our emotions, that we can be ourselves around, that we can be vulnerable around, um, that we can run to when we don't know what to do. There, I'm not saying that you need to have a full-on, like, massive group of friends and that you need to be social every single weekend no uh humans just need companionship and we need other humans to thrive generally speaking again even if that's a very small circle of humans and what happens on a biological chemical level when we do find those humans okay um, specifically here, if you have a partner, obviously I'm talking about breakups here. So if you have a partner, um, you spend most of your time with your partner and even or most especially if you live with your partner, your bio rhythms start to sync with your partner. For example, your heartbeat, your pupil dilation, um, the certain movements of your skin, temperature, that sort of thing. Any sort of biorhythm, it starts to sync with that of your partner. Again, this really does just go back to simple primal caveman biology where um, the community was stronger together, okay, when they were battling the elements and they were battling uh, predators and whatever else they were battling, it was much easier um, or rather much safer on a um, evolutionary level for the community 
to be in sync with one another so that you don't have super healthy people and super unhealthy people um, that are going to like bring the tribe down. Um, where if there's a threat, you can all sort of move in the same way and fight in the same way and whatever. So purely on a chemical, biological level, that is the reason for it. And again, I say it all the time, we are not as advanced as we think we are. Our bodies, our DNA is still very much living in the primal caveman days. And so we, when we find that person, um, we, after a certain amount of time, sync up with that person. Our biorhythms sync up. And... What that means is that when you break up, your body needs to learn to regulate itself independently once more. So, you know, when you break up from someone and it physically feels, not emotionally, physically feels like your heart aches, like your heart is being stabbed or like it's bruised, your chest area feels bruised, okay? That is because your body is literally struggling on a biological level to regulate itself again because it's, it doesn't understand why this person's suddenly been ripped away and it hasn't had to, especially if you've been together for a long time, it hasn't had to regulate itself in so long that now it needs to suddenly remember how to do that again. And so it struggles for quite some time to remember how to do that. And this is why when people don't believe that there is such a strong physical connect, um, sorry, such a strong connection between emotions and physical ailment, this is the example I give of just how strong a connection there is. Your breakup and the emotion from that breakup has literally caused your body to panic um, because it needs to regulate itself and that is causing physical pain. Which is also why sometimes you find that elderly people, the one um, spouse will die from cancer or old age or whatever and the other spouse will die shortly afterwards and they'll perform an autopsy and there is absolutely nothing wrong and it's called dying from a broken heart. It is literally because you have become so interdependent, your biorhythms have synced up so much, you have literally kind of become one person that without them, your body doesn't know what to do. Obviously, coupled with the fact that your emotions are so strong, that your emotions also then bring your, your physical life to an end. I should also add here that due to the nature of these biorhythms that have um, synced up with one another, when you then go through a breakup, your body quite literally goes into withdrawal and it's like coming off of drugs or coming off of alcohol your body will continuously try to um, 
get that hit again of the person and um, that is why it's always so tempting to try and get back together or to connect with the person after the breakup. So what we can then do with this knowledge is to really, once again, be graceful with ourselves and be compassionate to ourselves, not only for what we are emotionally going through, but what we are physically going through. Um, I've seen so much pressure in people that I've witnessed going through breakups, but also when I've gone through breakups, there was so much pressure from um, friends, especially. I mean, this I'm talking about like university days here. There was so much pressure from friends to come out and party and be social and have a good time and just distract, 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 distract yourself from the breakup. And really, when we are going through a breakup, what we fucking need is self-care, sleep, um, rest, nourishment, because once again, our bodies are going through so much. And if knowing this gives you the permission to isolate yourself for a little bit or to choose that night in instead of going out, then there we go. This is why I'm making this podcast, okay? Because it is not only an emotional thing. And I think when we think it's an emotional thing, it's much easier for us to say, okay, well, I'm just going to suppress my emotions. Like emotions are silly and I'm going to go out and, and party, right? When we know that there's physical stuff going on with us, we tend to, I don't like it, but we tend to pay more credence um, to the physical body. We tend to like wake up to the fact that something serious is going on when our physical body is struggling. When our emotional body is struggling, we pay a lot less attention or we put ourselves through the ringer a lot more. Okay. Um, so once again, the physical body goes through a lot during a breakup and that is why you feel so much pain. It also might be why you get sick, your immune system plummets, um, why you need lots of rest. Um, and obviously this all ties into the other, right? Because the emotional side of things, you could go into a bit of a bit of a depression, which again, you will want to sleep more. So the emotional and the physical are so intertwined but there is a massive physical aspect. Alrighty. Now, the getting more into the um, emotional side of things, the um, as humans, again, being interdependent, we enjoy having what are known as background people, okay? Background people are those people that you know will never, ever, ever leave, or at least you're not expecting them to leave. And so even if you are alone, for example, at work, you are never really alone because you know that if something had to happen, you could text that person and they would be there for you. So even if physically you're not with that person, that person is always with you on an emotional um, side of things, okay, and your partner very much becomes 
background person number one. Obviously, we have a few. It could be parents, um, siblings, friends, whatever. But your partner really is background person number one. Um, And when background person leaves, it feels incredibly alienating, incredibly isolating, and you suddenly feel very, very alone in the world, even though you more than likely are not alone. You have at least one other person, friend, family member, colleague, whatever, but you feel incredibly alone in the world. Um, the loss of a background person throws you into a very dark, very alone, very naked place and it completely shatters your identity. And again, someone might be thinking, oh, well, your identity shouldn't be in your relationship. That's not what I'm saying. Part, when you are in a relationship, naturally that relationship becomes part of your identity not your whole identity but it becomes part of your identity or rather part of how you experience life okay just as I am a life coach I am also a girlfriend just as I am a sister a daughter uh, a friend I am also a girlfriend Obviously, deep down, I am none of those things and all of those things. And and deep down, I'm just pure essence and pure divinity and pure source. But on this physical 3D reality, um, I refer to myself and I experience life through all of these different names and labels and experiences. And one of them is girlfriend. Okay. And so... When that name, when that label is suddenly removed and that background person is removed, it is a complete shattering of your identity. Once again, especially for women. I posted a recent Instagram post about this, but women um, are always going to naturally prioritize their relationships um, and their family and their love connections. Men are able to find a lot more purpose uh, or a lot of purpose in their work. So again, that is often why going through a breakup, the woman will outwardly be a lot more affected, be a lot more teary, be a lot more emotional. The man will go to work and throw all of his energy into work because that is his vessel. That is where he fuels um, all of his emotion and all of his purpose and passion whereas women suddenly this um this love relationship's been taken away and that is where we've been putting so much of our energy into for so long and it literally shatters um what feels like our whole identity at the time it obviously isn't but we feel raw completely raw Okay, and it's not a nice feeling, it's not a comfortable feeling, it's not a feeling that I would um, willingly choose every other day (laughs) or every other year, even. Um, But, but if you allow it, 
there is so much beauty that can come from the space of rawness. Because think about it, when your identity has been shattered, you are essentially birthed again. You walk, I mean this sounds so cliche, but you walk out of the fire and it is a rebirth. And very much one of the sort of like mantras that carried me through my last breakup was I'm not breaking down or I'm not broken but I am broken open I'm breaking open and I always used to visualize because my heart was so physically sore because it was needing to um, regulate itself again um and I could literally feel that pain in my chest and that heaviness in my chest, I would imagine that there was this hole in my chest. Um, and instead of seeing that hole as a missing piece, I saw it as space. So I'm not missing anything. I haven't lost anything. I've created space for more love, for more light, for more experience, for life to break me open in the most beautiful of ways, for life to delight me, for life to completely amaze me in ways that I would never expect or dream of. And so I never once thought of myself as breaking down. I was always breaking open. And no, this isn't a think positive like bullshit. Like you're not allowed to be sad. That's absolutely not what was happening. I was crying my eyes out. Um, I've said this before, but I'm the worst compartmentalizer in the world. If there's something that's bothering me, I cannot suppress that. And I also heavily do not believe in suppressing any emotion so um, I would sit and cry all day trust me all day um, but the narrative going through my head was that I was breaking open and as I said I would literally think of this hole in my chest this crack in my chest and I would pull my shoulder blades together, lift my chest up, and I would visualize all of this beauty and this love and this wonder and this light coming and filling in that space. Because really, I know it is hard to perceive of this at the time, but... Um, Breaking up with a person, if you have broken up with a person, very, very, very rarely is that your person. Yes, sometimes people do fall back together. I'm not denying that. But very rarely does it work. And there is always a reason for the breakup and at the time 
whoever did the breaking up felt fully justified in that decision. So again, what happens after a breakup is that your brain starts throwing all of the most happiest memories that it has of the two of you, it starts bringing them to mind. And all of your sen- your senses are going crazy as well. So you can sense, you can feel yourself being hugged by them. You can taste the ice cream shop that you used to go to together. You can hear his voice um, speaking to you. You know, you your senses are going crazy. Your memories are, well, it's not actually your senses. Your, your subconscious is throwing out visceral memories that you can sense. Um, core memories. And so then what happens is you start going, oh, fuck, I made a big mistake because I look at all of these beautiful memories. Your body or your subconscious rather does not throw out all of the times you were fighting and unhappy and crying yourself to sleep. And, you know, maybe in the case of narcissism, there was abuse going on. Um, Your body doesn't throw that out at you. Your subconscious doesn't throw that out at you. It only throws out (laughs) the good stuff. Um... So then you start thinking, oh shit, I've made a mistake and you get back together and then just as soon as the like next honeymoon phase is over, you're back with the same problems and you're back at the same um, loggerheads, the same crossroads where you're feeling the same way Um, and then inevitably you break up again. So this isn't, you know judgment um I have done it myself I think my uh record was getting back together with someone four times I think it was four times yeah um (laughs) and ultimately it did not work out um so no this isn't judgment but what I am saying is that when you do break up with someone it is very 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 often not your person and again when we break up with someone we often mourn the future that we don't get to have with that person so there is so much going on there's the physical side of things the physical physical side of things um there's the emotional um side of things where your subconscious is bringing back all of these good visceral memories And there's the other emotional side of things where you're literally mourning a future that you never had because you would have imagined getting married to this person, living with this person, buying a house with this person, having kids, traveling, whatever you've imagined. And now that has suddenly been lost. And so you are in a way grieving the loss of something that you never had, but something you thought was going to be yours. Um, and it is in that space where we think, oh no, we've made a mistake or, oh no, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life or, uh, we just, you know, feel really horrible about ourselves and we feel like we could have done more or we didn't do enough or there's so many stories, there's so much emotion. But again, coming back to my point, this person is more than likely not your person. And so actually you will see in the long run that their loss, them leaving, is 
hopeful. It's hopeful because it has created space. And space is so powerful. Space is something that we really do not value enough. Um, space in, in general, time and space. And when that person has left and you have space, it is an immediate, immediate signal or projection that more goodness and newness can now enter that place if you allow it and again it's not going to feel like it at the time and that's okay but you will see and you can also make a choice you can choose and I did this myself you can choose to be in the midst of your hysterical crying and say look up and say I choose to allow goodness into my life right now. I choose to allow light to come to me, love to come to me, experience to come to me, joy to come to me. I choose to allow it in and to fill this space in my heart. And then you can carry on crying. Um, because again, crying is not negative. Sadness is not negative. Grief is not negative. It's an experience. It's not an easy experience, but it's not a negative one. So by crying... And also allowing um, joy th that's not contradictory. You are in the middle of an experience. You are in the middle of an emotional experience. Um, and you are letting the emotion out and you're feeling all the feelings. And you are consciously choosing to allow goodness to come to you. It is not think positive in the slightest. Don't misinterpret me. Okay. In this space, once again, you are incredibly raw, incredibly raw, and there's this void. There's this physical void, there's this emotional void. Important here in this space is to check in with your motives for doing things. Because we can become incredibly reactionary. We feel lonely. We either call the ex or we call a different ex or we call a um, friends with benefits or we call a million different friends or we engage in things we actually do not want to engage in for ourselves. Drinking, drugs, emotional eating, whatever. Um, and we really, really, really owe it to ourselves during this time to check in with our motives to check in with why we are doing certain things. And so if we have this desire to call our ex, okay, what is underneath the desire? Oh, I want to feel safe. I want to feel held. Okay, what is underneath that? I don't want to feel lonely. I want things to go back to the way they were. Okay. And is calling the ex going to allow you any of those things? Mm, momentarily. And as soon as the phone is hung up, it, I'm going to be back to where I am. Okay, so is that the healthiest thing that we can choose right now? No. What is the healthiest thing? How can we satisfy those needs of feeling safe and not lonely and held and secure without taking this destructive 
pause. Do we need to wrap ourselves in a blanket and watch our favorite show? Do we need to go and give our mom a hug? Do we need to hug our dog? Do we need to make a really nourishing meal? Because we haven't eaten in three days. Because I don't know about you, but I, when I'm going through something, I like my appetite just goes. So really questioning motives, always putting our higher needs our higher self first and this again is the embodiment of grace so yes you could choose to hop on a call and slander your ex to your friend and oh I fucking hate him and oh he's so this and he's so that cool that's gonna make you feel validated I suppose for 20 minutes is it gonna help you to heal Is it going to help you to feel more secure and safe? Is it going to help you to find joy? Is it going to help you to feel that peace? Probably not. And if so, then very briefly. Whereas making every single decision out of a choice that is in your highest, highest, highest benefit... That is going to bring about healing. That is going to bring about joy. That is going to bring about peace. And that the same goes for distracting yourself. Constantly going out to be with friends, to party, to go for lunches and dinners and not being alone. I'm not saying you need to hermit yourself. I do, personally, but I'm not saying you do need to hermit yourself. What I am saying is be careful about constantly seeking out experiences where you don't have to be alone. Because once again, question the motive behind that. Question why you are doing that. Because chances are, if you're doing it continuously, I'm not talking about one lunch here and one lunch there. If you're doing it continuously, it's because you are trying to evade your feelings. And all is, that's going to happen is you're either going to go on a really destructive path, if you are that way inclined, or you're just going to delay the inevitable because one day you're, you're, your friends are going to go away and you can't come with them or... Um, your friends are going to move on with their fucking lives because let's be honest, like you having a breakup doesn't mean that the sun doesn't rise and the sun doesn't set, like life keeps turning um, and your emotions are going to catch up with you eventually and you're eventually going to have to um, face them. And if you don't face them, you're going to suppress them. They're going to be stuck in your body and the next relationship you get into, whoa, there comes out all of these triggers because you haven't dealt with the emotions of the previous breakup. Or you're going to lose yourself at your client or your boss or the person in the traffic or your child or whatever. Facing our emotions, looking at them head on is the bravest and most impeccable, beautiful act of self-care. Because you are giving yourself the space, you are honouring what you are going through. You are not neglecting or discarding, denying, hiding from your lived experience right now. 
and the only way out is through that I can promise you so you may as well say no thank you to the continuous social plans deal with your emotions give yourself that compassion and that time as much time as you need and then hand deal with those those emotions process those emotions in the quickest amount of time possible and ultimately come out a beautifully healed person in the shortest amount of time and do not let anybody make you feel bad for taking all of the time that you need this is a really important time to impose boundaries as well it's a really important time to be firm in your worth and to not be afraid to say no to people and then last little point that I want to say is that this is a really once again you you now have space this is a beautiful beautiful opportunity for you to work on yourself so you can look at the relationship objectively what did you not enjoy about it what parts of yourself how were you showing up in ways that you did not enjoy how were you um, treated in ways that you did not enjoy? What dynamics were not serving you? And this is a beautiful time to work on yourself, to knuckle down on those, knuckle, buckle down, I don't know, on those um, potential wounds or triggers that were playing out in your relationship and to then, craft a list of what you want in your next relationship what you are not going to settle for um and again because you are so raw you are so in touch with your emotions you are so intuitive and like really close to your heart and close to yourself it is a beautiful opportunity and an opportunity that I don't think you find anywhere else to be honest um, it is a beautiful opportunity to really do that beautiful inner work, to really work on yourself, to become that version of yourself that is just so whole and complete and not to like level up to show the ex what he's lost. That is not the correct motive, but to be in a place of peace for yourself so that you never have to come across the same dynamic ever again. Because every single relationship that you're in should be leading you closer to your person. And if you're not being led closer and closer and closer, then it's probably because you aren't doing the work after the relationship has ended. And you just keep getting yourself back into the same dynamic. Different people, same dynamic. So with that being said, if you do... Uh, want to work on these dynamics on these patterns on these cycles um, if you are in the midst of a breakup and you need support navigating the breakup if you are looking for a new partner and you are looking for support navigating the dating scene or um, just crafting your list or honing you want to work through and hone in on 
um, some aspects of yourself that you don't want to show up in your next relationship, for example, abandonment wounding or codependency, um, reach out to me. I, as I said, run my eight-week programs completely tailored to you, to where you are, to what you want to work on, um, or you can book in a one-hour complete breakthrough deep dive session, um, whatever you want to do, and we can chat, and we can take you through different modalities, and I will sort you out, I can promise you that. Alrighty, I hope that this has been valuable. As always, please share it with anybody that you share the episode with anybody that you um, think would could benefit or would benefit, um, might benefit in the future, might like the sound of my voice, might like what I chat about on here. Um, I'm so grateful to you for listening, for engaging, for supporting. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will chat to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Emily Cooper Show. I cannot tell you how much your support means to me. I put a lot of time and energy into this podcast and I believe that I also provide a lot of free value. So if you feel called, if I have provided you free value, helped you to think in a different way, supported you through your emotions or just entertained you somehow I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast it really helps with engagement secondly if you are feeling called to work with me if you like the work that I do the mission that I embody and if you are feeling called to uplevel your life in any way then please do not hesitate to reach out and contact me You can book one hour slots with me or you can invest in an entire program, eight weeks, perfectly tailored to where you're at in life right now and what you want to work on. The choice is yours, but don't hesitate to reach out and I will be so happy to welcome you into one of my containers and into my energy. Have a good rest of your day.